Hey guys, welcome to the very first edition of the GoCast podcast. So this is basically a podcast which is collaboratively made by GameFX and GoFloaters. So we have the founder of GoFloaters on the first episode, Mr. Shyam Sundar Nagarajan. How are you doing, man? Hey, um, happy to be here. I'm doing pretty well. Obviously, uh, a bit down from the situation in terms of COVID and all that, but otherwise pretty upbeat, pretty excited. Uh, uh, thank you for hosting us on your one of your first podcasts. Yep. So the topics we'll be like taking a look at today is entrepreneurship, like go floaters, raising capital, bootstrapping, and mm-hmm. so like without any further ado, let's like jump right into it. Absolutely, go for it. So to give a bit of context to the audience, how would you explain uh, to a ten-year-old what is go floaters? Good, interesting way to put it, right? So for a ten-year-old, by the time the ten-year-old becomes a fifteen-year-old or an eighteen-year-old, go floaters is what work would mean to him or her, right? So in the sense, uh, uh, today our work is getting distributed. Our mm-hmm. work is getting happening from all across the world, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, for a ten-year-old, the office, as it looks today, looks so boring, looks so uh, old, archaic, right? It's it's a it's a remnant from the industrial era where you where uh, factory workers would assemble in a building and and then do their own mechanical work and then go back home, right? So that's that's not a ten-year-old's version of of an of an office, right? Ten-year-old uh, versions of version of an office is something that's fun something that's um, on demand in the sense that whenever he or she is in a mood to work they should they should be able to work right and if i don't mm-hmm. if i'm not a 9 to 5 person i don't need to be behind closed doors uh, from 9 to 5 right so mm-hmm. so for a 10 year old or for for the matter any millennial uh, who's out there uh, we are building the office for the millennial right or we are building yeah. the workspace mm-hmm. for the millennial where uh, the workspace floats with them the workspace mm-hmm. Uh, flexibly adjust to their uh, uh, aspirations, adjust to their yeah. work schedule, adjust to their type of working and way of working, right? So mm-hmm. this world has been very cookie cutter in the last uh, 70, 80 years where it has yeah. built mm-hmm. things of one type, assuming that everybody fits into that uh, into that mold, right? So mm-hmm. our offices all look the same from not just from the outside, but also from the inside, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, you and me are not the same, right? Your your workspace needs to be different from my workspace, right? The where I feel comfortable working mm-hmm. uh, has to be different from uh, where you feel. I mean, hey, we don't we don't eat the same food, we don't eat the yeah. same, mm-hmm. we don't wear the same kind of clothes, right? Why should we work in the same kind of an office, right? Yeah. Um, that's basically the fundamental uh, uh, question that we actually wanted to address, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that uh, and and just take this current situation, right? And I yeah. mean, we are we are talking across, uh, I mean, miles and miles, and just connected by technology in between, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's the way work is going to be, right? And no longer people need to be rubbing shoulders with each other in the same office, in the same cubicle. Uh, work is still going to happen across miles and across boundaries and across geographical limitations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the kind of workspace that's going to be as omnipresent as our work is going to be in the future? That's basically what GoFloaters is. Um, and to kind of put it in a nutshell, we are an on-demand workspace platform, mm-hmm. which helps individuals and small teams get access to affordable, flexible, on-demand spaces for work and meetings. That's that's basically what Coflos is. 
great points put forth and like i really wanted to ask like what is like the revenue model of go floaters uh, okay so so we are a, a completely light asset model right so we uh, we are uh, what uh, it, if i have to take uh, again to kind of uh, to make it clearer for people if i have mm-hmm. to take an analogy uh, if 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 you are familiar with something something like an airbnb right so you yeah. we are airbnb for workspaces right so so it's a completely mm-hmm. shared economy model right uh, uh, why should i mean if you if you take any office building right mm-hmm. uh, there's enough excess capacity in that building to accommodate one or two more companies inside that right yeah. so mm-hmm. why build one more uh, one more extra square feet of commercial real estate when existing capacity can address most of the office space needs or workspace needs for people right so that's mm-hmm. basically who, what we do right so we take uh, we take excess capacity underutilized capacity from businesses mm-hmm. that have that and open them up unlock them unlock the potential of these spaces and make it available to other people who are looking for such spaces right so so we are that uh, platform that bridges the gap here right and mm-hmm. our revenue model is is on a revenue share basis right so mm-hmm. uh, we are a light asset model we don't have costs per se with respect to real estate so uh, the way we uh, uh, do is like we front end the entire process for the customer from a discovery from a exploration from a booking from a payment standpoint and mm-hmm. uh, we then take our revenue cut and pass on the line share of that to to our partners so basically that's basically how we make money and we help mm-hmm. people who have excess capacity make money from uh, something that was otherwise uh, going mm-hmm. waste okay so like i i guess the audience was be like really familiar with what gofloaters actually is so i really wanted to ask you being an entrepreneur right now how was your life before gofloaters what were you doing okay so i am a product of uh, the corporate world right so i've spent mm-hmm. a literally over 18 and a half years uh, working for it mncs um prior to become an entrepreneur so uh, so from uh, so spent like to give you a brief so uh, i spent around four and a half years with infosys another uh, 14 and a half years with uh, cognizant right mm-hmm. uh, where i did multiple roles as primarily a technologist uh, solving uh, business problems using technology right mm-hmm. um and my last couple of roles at cognizant were to kind of imagine uh, the future of uh, insurance right so i was uh, i was also working within the insurance domain and i was an architect within that insurance domain so i was kind of okay. tasked mm-hmm. with many things to kind of solve complex business problems using technology that's that's mm-hmm. what uh, i really uh, honed my skills at mm-hmm. um uh, and fortunately also got an opportunity within cognizant to build a product from scratch uh uh and and market it sell it to a potential customer so kind of uh mm-hmm. before jumping into entrepreneurship i did get a little bit of entrepreneurial experience uh, mm-hmm. uh inside cognizant so it's called intrapreneurship right so so that kind of uh built my confidence enough to kind of uh, look uh, look at a world beyond the corporate uh, structure and uh, i mean help me i mean or or encourage me to try my own hand trying to build a business from scratch great like so like taking spirituality into context like most of the you know normal people like normal 9 to 5 job people they you know they get this inner calling from them like from you know the universe or something they in spirituality they said that and because of that they switched to entrepreneurship so did you have like any sort of like calling uh, like internal calling which made you switch to uh, like being an entrepreneur uh absolutely i think i think that's 
I don't know if it's a universal truth, but I think uh, without an inner calling, if you're just doing this for uh, just the uh, title of a CEO or uh, or just to call yourself a founder of a company, that's not going to work for too long, right? So if you didn't have the if if an entrepreneur did not get have an internal intern, I mean, in a calling, or if they didn't have a purpose strong enough for them to jump the ship and do something uh, all by themselves, right? I mean, that, mm-hmm. that journey is not going to last for long, right? Uh, to, uh, I mean, I had I had been a calling for quite some time in the sense that, mm-hmm. like I said, right, I was always uh, drawn towards solving business problems using technology, right? So, and I had enough opportunities within my corporate world to be able to do that. So, uh, if 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 I had, if I my, if my journey at Cognizant was not interesting, I would have probably become an entrepreneur uh, way ahead of, I mean, I wouldn't have waited for mm-hmm. 18 years to become an entrepreneur. But my 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 journey at Cognizant was so interesting that I, I was able, I was given, I was, I had a lot of opportunities to work with the best minds in the world to kind of solve complex problems, right? Mm-hmm. So that kept me going for quite some time. But then there's, there's always um, uh, the rubber meeting the road was always missing for mm-hmm. me in the sense that uh, uh, I I couldn't relate, uh, I couldn't relate to the person. I mean, I in a lot of cases I would solve the problem, but I wouldn't even know whom I'm solving it for. It who is the mm. actual user, right? Where is that user? That user might be in Philippines. That user might be in North America. That user might be in uh, Mauritius. But I've not ever mm. seen him or her, so I was not able to relate to them, and and I was not able to talk to them literally mm. speaking and say, hey, I built this software for you. Was this useful for you, right? Did it solve yeah. your problem, right? Or am I just assuming that it solved your problem, right? So that became that that gap between the solution and the problem right uh, persisted long enough for me to get frustrated with it right so because mm-hmm. in a corporate world right you only get to so many levels of you have to go through so many, so many levels of hierarchy to actually even talk to a proxy user right mm-hmm. forget about the real user of whatever you're building so mm-hmm. that kind of was bothering me right but i would say the there were two very significant um, points uh, mm-hmm. in in my career that kind of changed that kind of made me uh, decide uh, for certain that uh, uh, i have to be an entrepreneur right mm-hmm. so the first uh, my first incident was um, uh, in 2014 uh, i i, I uh, got selected as a fulbright scholar right i was i was in the us spending around three and a half months again with best of the minds across the world from various uh, i mean from various uh, i mean uh, businesses from various uh, uh, departments and all that right and we were also exposed to a lot of the startup culture and the startup uh, ecosystem in the, in the us right so mm-hmm. um, so that kind of when when i got to look at people solving very interesting problems people so passionate about what mm-hmm. they personally believe in and what they want to do with their lives so i thought like hey what am i doing here right i should also be doing something like this right why am i solving for a person's problem i've never ever met in my life and mm-hmm. uh, i mean uh, and have this kind of a challenge right? that, was, that was my first um, point in time where uh, the the inner calling got amplified right so so the second uh, uh, tipping point for me was uh, a series of natural calamities that happened in chennai right so right around 2014 to 2017 right chennai was hit by multiple uh, calamities including the tsunami including the floods that happened uh, uh, and then uh, tsunami was much earlier but then floods happened later and then we had a big storm the next season right and uh, being a, a guy from an insurance background and a technology background uh, what i was seeing is like how people and more specifically how businesses were suffering and how they were closing down because there was no 
way for them to recover from that and 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 uh, insur- not having insurance did not help them at all right so uh, and with my background in insurance and with my background in technology i said hey i can solve this for um, for for india right and more specifically for chennai because this is a city that i have been have grown my all all my years i mean spent years i've spent here right mm-hmm. if i can't solve the problem that is close to me that is that i can pers- that i can see for myself with my own eyes right what am i here trying to solve a problem for a customer or a person who i have never met mm-hmm. ever in my life right so that's basically so these these multiple events that happened uh, uh, from 2014 till 2017 uh, were kind of the uh, events that amplified my inner calling uh, to kind of jump at the ship from a corporate world and to explore entrepreneurship great so like the dots just connected and that led you to the path of go floaters right so i really wanted to ask this thing because you have like great amount of experience in corporate world and like great amount of experience in startup world like taking these both uh, things into the picture what are the key differences and what are the advantages of being an entrepreneur and you know the disadvantages of being an entrepreneur um sure so so um see i mean uh, the uh, being being a corporate employee irrespective of where you are in the position of the hierarchy and and being an entrepreneur are while there are commonalities while while you have to deal with a team you have to uh, manage a team you have to manage uh, goals you have to manage uh, a project plan and and stuff like that right so a lot of commonalities that are there i mean i was building i was into technology so i was building products uh, even while i was working at cogs and so here also we are building a product uh, the technology platform of coflow so a lot of commonalities there obviously a lot of those things that i learned i i i kind of imbibed uh, while being in a corporate world mm-hmm. have helped me uh, certainly with with entrepreneurship in i mean in 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 general right and and the fact that you you've worked so much you you have you have so much more confidence that hey you can do something right with your your with not just your your own life but you can also be accountable for so many other people believe, who believe in your own your vision right so all of all of these things help right and, and certainly having a a a stable bank balance does help right mm-hmm. so while while you while you start on an entrepreneurial journey right so all of that i would say were plus points for me coming into entrepreneurship after spending 18 odd years uh, in a corporate i mean having a job and, and doing certain things with uh, with that job right um, but apart from that uh, i i i mean to, to, to be frank enough i had pretty mm-hmm. hard time in the first 6 months adjusting into an entrepreneurial role right um a lot of things right and the world the world outside is not a forgiving world right i mean so when i say that uh, uh, uh i mean i can i can I, my pedigree or my experience or my degrees that i have behind my name doesn't matter to uh, the world outside right uh, the world outside only wants you to tell them hey i'm offering this this is the value of uh, this and this is at what i'm going to charge you for this and and if they still see that as valuable they going to take it right uh, and you have to obviously do it, do it in a very con- convincing way right so the world outside doesn't care what your pedigree was right? so it it actually and the uh, being an entrepreneur you're kind of uh, in in a corporate world right you have a lot of safety nets right so you you, you don't fall too much if you if you fall you just fall like a few feet and then there's somebody to hold you up and then bring you back up to 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 the level that you were before right and there's a lot of support systems right i mean if i had uh, some if i needed some help i have the admin department i have the finance department i have the marketing department i have the hr department i have like so many people who are ready to offer their services for my mission right to uh, to help me accomplish my mission or to help me accomplish indirectly the customer's mission 
i have mm-hmm. so many things that support that are the offering support to me to be able to deliver my job right but as an entrepreneur you kind of do you have to do deal with all of this yourself right i mean so so from a uh, from a from a person mm-hmm. within a system to a person outside the system where you're doing this all by yourself uh is is a drastic change right so so definitely took me like a little over 6 months to kind of adjust myself to reorient myself to come to terms with entrepreneurship and say hey yes this is this is the real world right this is you can't expect entrepreneurship to be a better process right not just yeah. the 6 months but forever right when I mean, you can't expect it to you can't take it for granted right and mm-hmm. uh, you can't say hey okay i don't do it today i'll do it tomorrow right you can't postpone procrastinate things because uh, uh time uh, is the real uh, truth teller in an entrepreneurial world right if you don't deliver value within a particular time mm-hmm. you're not going to get what you want from the market right so you have to really be on the toes really be innovative on on a daily basis right you have to be flexible you have to be on the feet you have to be uh, nimble enough to change to <coughs> expect <coughs> excuse me change the expectations of the customers mm-hmm. kind of be a lot more ears on the ground right you have to keep your ears on the ground constantly listen to signals that mm-hmm. are coming back to you right you can't assume things and say hey it's either my way or a uh, highway right you can't do that right yeah. you, you are building something for somebody and you have to be responsive you have to be responsible you have to be responsive you have to be nimble agile all of it right so 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 do a lot of lot of it is a it is a big transition uh, for me mm-hmm. i'm sure it's a transition for anybody who who does entrepreneurship but but having been soaked into the uh, corporate world uh, mm-hmm. of of 18 years right so it took little longer for me to kind of get adjusted to the entrepreneurial journey right mm-hmm. um but i'm i'm i mean i'm i don't say this with any sense of uh uh, uh how do i say it uh, uh, i i don't repent doing that decision right so all yeah. of this i enjoyed uh, it was it was obviously tough when it, i was faced with such things mm-hmm. but uh, the learning that i got from that uh, makes it worth worth worthy enough of going through yeah. all those the turmoil and the, mm-hmm. the challenges and the unlearning learning and all that it's kind of worth it when you kind of look back at it and then see it right and then you asked me about advantages and disadvantages right yeah um so uh talking about advantages right so uh, uh, i think the biggest advantage of being an entrepreneur is to be able to uh, kind of uh, take on a problem that's that's really close to your heart right yeah um, mm-hmm. it's a problem that you personally associate with right and and goflooders itself right and i'll probably talk about this later but goflooders was i built goflooders because the problem that goflooders was trying to solve for is my problem i was having the mm-hmm. problem right so uh, so you like if you're hungry you cook for yourself and you eat right but if you don't have a spouse to cook for you you don't have a mother to cook for you you probably go down to the store get a pack of maggi and cook for yourself right so you kind of solve the problem for yourself first right mm-hmm. then you can start serving to others right and similarly go for us was my problem right so when you solve it for yourself right it kind of you relate to that problem so much more so much that you're able to kind of uh, solve it uh, with a lot of passion solve it with a lot of interest and solve it with a lot of uh, 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 vested interests right so that's the biggest advantage that an entrepreneur has right an entrepreneur is not forced to solve a problem that he or she does not relate to right mm-hmm. um, i mean that's and the sense of uh, achievement that you get and the sense of accomplishment that you get from doing that is just uh, not mm-hmm. measurable you can't measure it right so that's that i would say is the biggest advantage right the second biggest advantage i would say is like um, there are no red tapes right you don't have to wait for anybody to give you a green signal right you don't have to wait for any 
your boss or 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 you don't have to wait for a a, a process to kind of tell you or bless you to do something right so you are mm-hmm. you decide what you're going to do for the next 24 hours right yeah. you decide mm-hmm. what i mean i'm not saying this i mean it's probably it can be misconstrued as saying that you're on your you're on your own boss right but yeah, that's yeah. not actually true the customer is your boss uh, if you're an entrepreneur but all i'm saying is that if you have a mission right and you have a vision you have a vision and then you have a mission from that how you accomplish this is is in complete you are in complete control of that right the, there are no external fact there are no other external factors that are going to kind of put constraints on what you can what you have to do the next 24 hours what you do with your time right it's completely your time right? and and obviously you have to make the best out of it right so this so so today if i decide to do so for example uh, without going to a lot of details so today uh, being the first day of the lockdown we decided to do something right from mm-hmm. from from a marketing standpoint from a, a customer uh, reach out standpoint we decided at 4 o'clock and uh, it's already live at 8 pm right so so you can take decisions on the fly you can you can execute on it on the fly right and you don't have to i mean worry about something right so that's that's the second point uh, i would say right the third point is um is the fact that uh, you get to solve a problem and and also see the see the part that it, like i said earlier right my my biggest mm-hmm. uh, concern or biggest gap with respect to my cor- corporate world was that uh i couldn't see if the prob- the solution that i created really solved somebody's problem or not right because i'm too far away from the actual end user who's using my software solution right but here i can see that hey, it's like it's almost like a chef serving to uh, people dining at the restaurant right if you, you take the dish out you put it out in front of customers they eat and they tell you the feedback right away right you don't have wait for a, right mm-hmm. so you don't have wait for like a couple of years to know whether the food was liked by somebody or not right so uh, right so that's that's and, and obviously you have to be you can't i mean if you are the chef right you also have to be the person who's serving the guests right you can't sit in the kitchen and then ask the server for feedback right you have to mm-hmm. go there and serve the dish yourself to actually see uh, the first spoonful go into the mouth of your customers and and the reactions that they have from that right so that's the so the 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 the, the loop gets closed so fast right mm-hmm. you don't have to, the loop is not an indefinite loop right and there are very few uncertain parts in the loop right you 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 do something you can measure the outcome of it uh if not in the next hour you can certainly measure it in the next 24 hours right and then see hey did this work right if it didn't work then you you do something else right you tweak it uh, to the left or you tweak it to the right and you, you're kind of constantly uh, uh reinventing yourself uh, re- uh, pivoting mm-hmm. uh, pivoting is a big big word but uh, yeah. kind of constantly making tweaks to it right you you tighten one screw on the left or you tighten another screw on the right and you constantly do that right so that mm-hmm. sense of uh, closure right is something that you get in entrepreneurship that you don't get in a typical job right uh, you don't have a closure in most of the cases you don't know right you created a document you presented it to somebody right but then you don't know you don't have a closure sometimes right so the closure is very important and you get that in entrepreneurship right yeah. um and and then the last i mean there are tons of other things but then the last is is to you have a vision right and you when you when any, every entrepreneur whether it's an individual or or a group of people who come together to create a a a business or a startup right mm-hmm. uh, that's the seed that they lay right but then uh, to kind of let, help the seed grow you have to assemble a team to kind of help you do that right so when it's a huge accomplishment when it's not just you who you th- who, who thinks that this crazy idea has a place in the world mm-hmm. but then there are other people who join you in the journey and say hey 
i like your crazy idea right i like what you're trying to build here right i am i'm personally interested in being a part of this journey right add me in, i mean take me into your team right that, that the kind of um uh, how do i say it the kind of uh, validation you get from that right when when it's not just you right there are, i mean just take go for us for now when i started go for us i was the as the only guy right but now we are a team of 16 uh, 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 employees right and 16 core members who are actually part of that so 60 15 other people have believed in go floaters and they've become a part of this journey right what better validation can you get right yeah. uh, right when when so many people are are ready to put their own careers uh, uh, at at i wouldn't say at stake but then they are they're ready to invest their time into a journey right that they feel a pr- part of it and they feel proud yeah. to be a part of it i mean that's that's something that you 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 like, when you build something from scratch and you create something uh, the, it, it's it's initially a small seed and you see that mm-hmm. grow and you see that blossom i mean i don't think so you, you can meet you can match that kind of a accomplishment and kind of a sense of uh, achievement for, with with anything else that you could do right mm-hmm. so I, i would say these are the advantages of being an entrepreneur right i mean there are yeah disadvantages i mean i mean you don't make money for the first few years right you yeah. can't take mm-hmm. take much home um uh, from that right uh, a lot of times uh, uh, you go through a lot of uh, 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 situations where you start to doubt yourself right you start to doubt the idea you start to uh, the lot of troughs that you go through right it's yeah. it's not a smooth sailing and it's kind of you you kind of and i'm not saying that uh, uh, i'm not saying this to deter people from do the, doing that right but mm-hmm. hey you wanted to ride the waves right if you you can't expect us a still water right out there if you want to ride the waves right and you have to if the thrill of riding the waves has to be there then the water also has to you have to go down to come up someday right yeah. so so that that uh, so you you do face a few of those situations where you you kind of not in the best of your morale but then you have to pull pull yourself from that and and then uh, come out come out uh, brighter shinier the next day and then yes, yes. go back at it so there are a lot of those kind of things uh, like i said earlier uh, the world uh, is not a forgiving world so if if you're a startup if you're not adding value to somebody uh, your idea is not going to go anywhere right so mm-hmm. so um, so you have to be there are a lot of uh, no's you will hear right a lot of rejections that you will see before you get the first yes right you get the first yeah. uh, customer to pay for you pay for the product of the service that you built mm-hmm. right so so a lot of you go through a lot of rejections you go through a lot of those uh, tough times to be and you kind of survive kind of literally have to survive through all of that right uh, mm-hmm. uh, to kind of see the the brighter part of being an entrepreneur right but yeah. uh, all said and done i think it's all it's all worth uh, all like that that you go through is really mm-hmm. yeah it's it's, it's a, that's the game right and if you don't want to play the game then stay out of the game right so uh yeah. so the moment you you say i want to play the game of cricket and you you should be ready to take a few balls hitting your helmet or hitting your mm. uh, knees and all that and that's part of the game right you can't you can't you can't play it safe yeah like great i have like a lot of questions right now like you you spoke about degrees and stuff and adding value so i i, I am like I, i heard a lot of people saying that recession will be kicking in soon and like uh, because of that and a permanent recession that is automation coming in a lot of people would be fired because of that because like there are a lot of tools which help in sales and stuff so what is your take on automation will it really take out jobs uh, uh the short answer is yes right um but uh, the, my my counter question to all those people who fear this is like 
I mean, this current situation is just accelerating all of it. It's going to just accelerate it, right? I mean, you're, I mean, you're, you are never sealed or never protected from any of this before, also, right? So it's not that the recession is going to kind of uh, bring about a new future. It's just that the future has been fast forwarded, right? Oh yes. So, uh, right? So, I mean, I mean. Uh, I mean, look at factories now, right? I mean, there are there are more robots than humans inside inside factories, right? Mm-hmm. So, and and we are happy that that's happening, right? Otherwise, uh, a test kit for COVID would probably take three days to manufacture with with human hands, right? But then no yeah, yeah. factories are churning out like thousands of test kits in a day, right? So, so if automation was not there, right, none of us would be alive and, and doing this podcast, right? So that yeah. I mean, that's that's so mm-hmm. so so all I would say like the future has just gotten. fast forward it right i mean um, so so if you are not ready for it uh, i mean you had to you i mean any any individual graduating out of college now or any individual who's decided to become an entrepreneur now mm-hmm. or wants to decide to become an entrepreneur uh, any time in the future uh, i think if you were not prepared before you should be prepared uh, i mean yeah. at a breakneck speed right uh, because i mean you can't kind of say hey this is this is unfair right? I mean, nothing is unfair this is this is the game right i mean you you have to play the game and and that's that's the reality right mm-hmm. you have to face it right so i'm i'm not i'm not trying to sugarcoat any of this right it is going to happen every industry has been hit by um recession right every every uh, but then uh, there's always a, a silver lining uh, yeah. from anything and everything happens right so so for example right if you switch on the tv now right i see i see uh, 20 times more insurance ads on the tv than ever before right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. all right every news channel has got uh, insurance ad coming here and there right? because everybody's fe- everybody's fearing life right mm-hmm. uh, their their own lives right uh, and they're fearing what what is going to happen to their families after if something happens to them if they're hit if the virus does catch on to them right yeah, yeah. and now you have all life insurance companies advertising about their life insurance products and they, mm-hmm. they've seen the silver lining on this right so um so i would and and we see a, i mean frankly speaking we see a silver lining for ourselves and go with, with with this current situation uh for covid products right so we see that uh the kind of on demand workspaces that we offer is going to become the norm of the future right and i mean and we were we were kind of from the top of the hill were shouting about go remote remote working that's the future yeah. that's the future of working we were kind of shouting from the top of the hill but then people down below were said hey uh, uh it's not for me right that's not me right mm-hmm. the, the top of the hill is a narrow uh, thing you there are only few companies that can go remote right not yeah, not yeah. us right but you today you t- take all the behemoths all the so called uh, uh, very conservative companies are also mm-hmm. being forced to go remote right there's no choice right and um, and that's a reset that's a way mm-hmm. the work is going to be reset by that right so and and which that's a silver lining for us right we see that what we would have otherwise taken years and years of marketing of content mm-hmm. marketing of digital marketing and uh, 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 education and awareness mm-hmm. right one small virus has done it in a few days yeah. right mm-hmm. so so i mean yeah i'm 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 not i'm not saying this with a capitalistic note that hey, we are we're trying to make uh, make the best out of it but then that's that's what you have to do right if you have that's to reality. that's the reality mm-hmm. right so so i think that's the other thing right so for everybody and anybody who's in any form of business any form of uh, journey mm-hmm. right would have to look for that silver lining from the situation right uh, and look at uh, look at uh, for example fintech companies right a lot of people would want to save more money than before right yeah 
<laughs> lot of money a lot of people would want insurance more than ever before a lot of companies mm-hmm. would want a uh, commercial insurance than ever before right mm-hmm. um, right uh, a lot of people would look at uh, uh, different ways of working right different ways of consumption patterns would change right yeah. uh, different ways of saving money would would come into play right uh, uh, anyway I mean, this this going to be like so many things that are going to change right yeah. and if you can ride that wave then then you kind of emerge emerge a winner right if you kind of brood over it and say hey it's like it's like that book right who moved my home who moved my cheese right you can yeah. be the rat who who kind of complains saying that the cheese got moved or you could you could kind of uh, uh follow the cheese and 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 follow the money and and go there like upgrading yourself constantly so that you can combat that automation so that you like the person the individual doesn't become irrelevant in the future exactly and you don't have to see automation as an enemy right mm-hmm. i mean you could be the person who's in that economy of automation right yeah. you could actually ride the wave if you're if you're a mechanical engineer you probably have a job uh, being a mechatronics guy and and building robots or building uh, softwares for robots or building automation for robots or building yeah. analysis for that and and or iot uh, i mean so many opportunities so iot for example would have taken years and years for it to become mainstream right uh i'm i'm not talking about uh home automation but i'm talking about industrial automation industry, right okay. we're taking years and years to happen but it's all going to be autom- all going to be accelerated right so if mm-hmm. you jump into if you're a mechanical engineer or computer engineer you're an electronics engineer you're an instrumentation engineer mm-hmm. you have to ride that wave right if you if you kind of stay there say hey now nah, i i was an internal combustion engine guy or i was a chemical engineer and and mm-hmm. my world has changed i don't know what to do i mean sorry i mean so uh, i mean you have to figure out a way to be a part of the change right otherwise the change is going to take over and and you're going to be left behind yeah right like, because like uh, if i take even my example so there there are like a lot of softwares like foxbound is one there's one like rocket reach which helps in sales and that like saves a lot of money as well and you don't need people to hire like sales employees are a bit more expensive yeah, right but absolutely yeah. yeah and there's software that like that cost like a fraction of the salary right so that accelerates the work workflow and also i guess that's more relevant now these days because people don't have the time to interact with the sales person they just check an email they like okay this seems good and they apply right. for that partnership right absolutely so the, the multiple yeah so i think that's an awesome example right of of how ai and software based automation can 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 transform every startups or every businesses different uh, aspects of the business right so sales finance hr lot of i mean there is this like automated recruitment softwares are out there right? that the, the do the pre screening of candidates and match the profile of the candidate to the yeah, yeah. job match the psychographic do a psychographic analysis of the candidate and match it to the the values of the company and so on so forth and right? the kind of uh, it's just like just unimaginable a few years back right mm-hmm. and uh, and it would have been unimaginable for companies to kind of bet their recruitment on such software before right but today they don't have a choice they'll have to embrace that right? and 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 they have to test it out uh, and and then see it if it fits them right and and if you are mm-hmm. that person creating that software right and great you can you can ride the wave and like even if we take examples of like most of the things right now everything is just like changing up because like let's say 7 years ago 8 years ago nobody knew that tv would be replaced by something like a netflix or amazon prime right people mm-hmm. thought that that would be the most mainstream form of entertainment but now like tables have turned like netflix is like going high mm-hmm. right now it's like great it, it's doing great and at the time of this you know lockdown it's like doing great but tvs on the other hand it's not doing that well and i guess uh, like 
TVs will like disappear in the next coming twenty years. So this is also like sort of a form of automation, I believe. A change which makes so that's, you know, that's a technology. Relevant. That's a technology mm-hmm. curve, right? So every technology yeah. has a curve, right? So uh, I mean, you you don't. I mean, for example, you can't expect. Uh, I mean, computing has changed, right? Every mm-hmm. technology has got a curve, right? Mm-hmm. If you kind of if you want to milk the same cow, right? If you have to take another analogy, it's not going to last for long, right? Yeah, yeah. So you need to jump the curve, right? The the only those people who jump the curve. And and make the transition to the new curve, right? So I mean, look look at I mean again, I'll take the same example, right? Atel was one of the very strong voices that was complaining about WhatsApp making uh, voice calls, enabling voice calls over OTT uh, apps mm-hmm. like WhatsApp and and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't have a choice, right? Now Atel is a more a digital company with Atel Extreme and with with all their yeah. uh, OTT services. Then it's they're not a cable or a DTH provider any longer, right? Mm-hmm. So um you can't i mean i mean you can't complain and you can't say hey the world is changing right and it's unfair mm-hmm. for the world to change right and it's never unfair for for the world to change the world yeah. is going to change how much ever how much ever you want you wish it, it didn't yeah. right it's going it's going to change anyways it's like when when a new like alternative comes it makes the people like the it it makes the people believe that the previous one was a problem so you know that also yeah right like, a lot of examples of that as well so like moving on to the, like the next question so you also said sure. that like people believing in you and stuff that's very important in a startup and so i believe like the people i've interacted with they say having a good co-founder is really important like what's your take on this and like how do you get co-founders because it's like really difficult nowadays to get you know good people and you know matching the insecurities and stuff like if i'm good at tech and the person is good at finance that's a good match but right. you know that's very difficult right. How did you deal with that? Yeah, so I I kind of uh, when I started uh, my entrepreneurial journey, I kind of didn't believe that I need a co I needed a co-founder, right? Because I kind of kind of was of the opinion that hey, this is this is my passion, my uh, interest to solve something, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I might not find somebody who's equally passionate about solving this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let me let me kind of do this by myself, right? So. Uh, uh and and more importantly i don't want to risk somebody else's career uh yeah, yeah. for my crazy dream right so um so i didn't uh, initially was not pro uh out i mean getting out there frankly mm-hmm. trying to get a co-founder right um but then uh, uh, enough number of advisors mentors well-wishers kind of uh, uh, i mean kind of uh, how do i say it said i mean said the reality in my mm. frame of thinking in the sense that hey entrepreneurial journey is not a short lived one right you need, it's a long journey there's going to be a lot lot many downs then ups that are mm-hmm. you're going to face right uh, uh, you need somebody to kind of so when you're down you need somebody else to be able to pick it up right and mm-hmm. uh, some, pick up your pick up the whole, overall morale of the team or morale of the company mm-hmm. or you need uh, i mean you can't be doing all by yourself right you need you need somebody to be uh, um to kind of divide the work with you right mm-hmm. kind of kind of shoulder be shoulder uh, uh, to kind of be at the same level and manage things along with you right so so kind of you have to uh, you have to divide and conquer and you need you need you need somebody to give you moral support you need somebody else mm-hmm. to give you uh, uh, you need somebody else to uh, bounce back your ideas on right so otherwise sometimes you might just carried away by your own idea right but only when you kind of mm-hmm. verbalize your idea or verbalize your strategy and tell it to somebody and and hear that feedback from them is when you get better right so obviously two is better than one in terms of yeah. i mean two brains is better than one brain right mm-hmm. um and there's going to be a lot more decisions made uh uh 
using factual data using mm-hmm. logical thinking than something that's going to be made by one individual using emotions right mm-hmm. so emotionally i can take a decision but then if i have a co-founder right my co-founder is going to keep my check my emotions on check and he's going to he or she is going to help me balance that out with the logic and with rhyme and reason and so on and so forth right so and 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 uh, yeah so 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 many reasons why 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 there should be you should have one or more co-founders uh for a startup right so it it is very critical right it is very very extremely critical i think uh i mean i mean there are there are also examples of uh, single founding large companies right i'm not yeah, saying yeah. that right i for example i don't know if byju's has a co-founder right or have ever had one right? we, mm-hmm. we never hear get to hear about the other people if, if at all they were there right mm-hmm. uh, similarly for oyo we don't get to hear about other founders of yeah, yeah. oyo right we only re- hear, hear about so i don't know i mean i have not checked out but but i'm 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 guessing that they were not they didn't have co-founders right so mm-hmm. there are enough examples but there are like 100 times more examples of companies that have had more than one people one founding team members right mm-hmm. so so it's always good i would say right there's no uh, there's no uh, i wouldn't say there's any reason why you should not have a co-founder right um, or co-founders right so that's so number one right so that's always good to have right the second most important thing i would say like um, you don't go out in the world looking for a co-founder that's that's completely the wrong way to do it right mm-hmm. you don't like it's like uh, it's like one ad right i think it's it's a jeevan sathi ad right the father of the uh, 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 the girl kind of mm-hmm. goes around trying to wear the hat uh, on top of prospective uh, grooms right that's that's that's, that's yeah. absolutely not the way you go finding a co-founder right so uh, in fact i mean i i would i would say quite the opposite right uh, you don't look for a co-founder right mm-hmm. it it would happen automatically right okay. uh, right you have to be out there in the open talking about your idea talking about your vision talking about mm-hmm. um, the problem the magnitude of the problem that you're, that you're trying to solve right and, and the interesting journey that that lies ahead right and and the magnitude of the problem it's going to solve for somebody in the business opportunities for it and you will find somebody who uh, is as crazy as you right mm-hmm. and is as interested as you to solve that same problem right and they want to be a part of it right so mm-hmm. so it should be a natural fit right you don't you don't go i mean i don't i for example i i don't i you can't put it on your project plan and say hey next two months i'm going to go find find a co-founder right i mean that's that's not how it should work right mm-hmm. so it should happen automatically it should happen it should be a symbiotic uh, a spark that should happen yeah. rather than you force fit something into it right so that's not going to last for long right i mean yeah. it can work out right but it's not it might not last for long because i mean maybe both of you got carried away by the moment and both of you decided to join uh, hands but then two months down the line uh, when the rough, rough you're you're hitting a rough weather or you're you're flying mm-hmm. through the storm you'll probably the relationship is yeah. going to break break loose right like expectation <clears throat> matching also i guess that plays a key role in that right 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 so and and, and it's always ideal for you to uh, you, for you to collaborate with somebody who you knew from the past right mm-hmm. it's always better to uh uh work within your own network right with mm-hmm. within family within friends within ex colleagues uh, or current colleagues right mm-hmm. uh, or i mean net within the network right to find somebody who uh, who could match with you right mm-hmm. uh, because again um it, it's a rough it's a, it's a rough weather right i mean and yeah. and, 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 and uh, the relationship itself is actually going to be formed 
uh, I mean, you you could form this relationship on day one, but then day two itself, you might actually have rough weather, right? Yeah. So if if there was no <clears throat> bonding before, if there's no level of understanding before uh, two people became found co-founders, it's going to be again very very brittle. Right? The relationship is going to be very brittle, right? So it's it's ideal to have a, a some kind of a prior relationship mm-hmm. before, yeah. <clears throat> some kind of a prior mutual trust before. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, before two people kind of d- decide to become co-founders uh, for each other, right? And I was fortunate enough to have uh, somebody like that uh, come and join me uh, as mm-hmm. a co-founder and co-founders, right? And again, it didn't happen. It it we didn't force it. In fact, uh, yeah, yeah. Shrivatsan, who's my co-founder, uh, we both started our professional journeys together. So we almost go back eighteen years, nineteen years. Mm-hmm. So I've known him for nineteen years now. We've mm-hmm. played cricket together. Uh, we've worked on projects together we've we've done overnights uh, mm-hmm. sleepless uh, overnights together working on the same project uh, getting uh, getting scolding from same project manager we've we've kind of mm-hmm. gone through so many situations and we've collaborated uh, uh, after both of us got some bit of experience we've collaborated on multiple things after that right and we've always been in touch with each other uh, irrespective of whether we were working with each other or not right so it kind of helped when uh, and also like and also like we didn't we didn't pick up i didn't pick up the phone and say hey shrivatsan do you want to come and join me as a co-founder right so when shrivatsan wanted to jump off out of his career and he wanted to explore entrepreneurship he just was talking to me saying hey i'm also thinking about doing something tell me your experience tell me what is it what is it like so we we were casually chatting and over two and a half months mm-hmm. uh, we just realized that we both were meant to kind of work on the same problem right mm-hmm. so I, i mean so even even though i knew him before he knew me before we didn't decide to become co-founders like mm-hmm. on the first meeting right it took us two and a half months to kind of realize that uh, both of our journeys were meant to be compatible uh, compa- i mean were meant to be the same right mm-hmm. so anyway so so I, that's the i would say that's the ideal mm-hmm. uh, state right uh, then uh, uh, and obviously a lot of startups whether college But, I mean, hostel buddies mm-hmm. become founders, and also a lot of good stories about it. And because there's a prior trust between the two of you, or between mm-hmm. the group of people, there's a prior relationship, there's a prior strong uh, yeah. commitment to each other. You look out for each other, you look out for the other person, and all that. A lot of that mm-hmm. kind of cements the cements the relationship of a of founder co-founder also, right? So that's the ideal thing. So I I, I mean, the only piece of advice I would say is like. Uh, don't go looking out for a co-founder right mm-hmm. don't go uh, don't go to this event and say hey i'm going to look i'm going to find a co-founder from this event and come back right mm-hmm. a lot of events that that do speed dating of founders and all right i don't believe in such events because yeah. you don't you don't speed date uh, a co-founder right so uh, it doesn't doesn't work that way right so i i mean i may be wrong as well but i this is my opinion i like great because like, i i like ask you one more question about this is have you ever been through like setbacks like firing a person and like that that was like sort of an emotional setback to you firing an employee uh yeah unfortunately we had to do that once um uh, in the history of, in in my entire history of uh building teams right so mm-hmm. uh, i had to do that right so uh, and that's another thing that i think uh, every entrepreneur has to be uh willing to do right yeah. or it has to be ready to do right and 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 willing to do as well uh because like um i mean the 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 company's interest comes above all yes, right the startup's all. interest comes above all, all right i mean you could personally be uh, uh 
very bonded to that mp mm-hmm. to the team member or the team member i mean my, that team member might have hundreds of reasons why they are doing mm-hmm. certain things the way they are doing mm-hmm. uh, uh and all that right so but but i at the same time uh uh you have to be ready to do that and we i we, i i personally had to do it once uh, very recently in fact i would say uh it was not a easy decision yeah, right uh, but then yeah, yeah so but then once you put mm-hmm. once you kind of put the company's interest ahead of everything else then it kind of yeah. makes sense there's no other way to do it right uh, having said that i think mm-hmm. um uh obviously you are try to avoid that situation right so mm-hmm. uh, and and specifically in an early stage of a startup uh, it's it's better to spend a months uh, to recruit somebody mm-hmm. rather than recruit somebody uh, or recruit in a quick uh, sprint yeah. and then f- figure out that the person was not a good fit for your company right mm-hmm. so uh, uh, me and my co-founder of joke- jokingly said that we've screened like Mm-hmm. we have become more stringent than an itje exam right so we've kind of yeah, yeah. screened so many resumes so spoken to so many people before recruiting uh, and in spite of that we had to fire somebody right so that's 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 reality yeah so like moving on to the next question as we are on the topic of hiring uh, so if you are in the in the position of like if you want to hire somebody if somebody has come so what are the key qualities you want to look for in that person let's say the the job for that is let's say a, a coding job what are the key qualities you need for that person like to join gofloaters the coding uh, is the easier part right so mm-hmm. i mean where you can actually measure the skill level of a person right mm-hmm. and the aptitude of a person i mean so certain roles uh, have very very specific uh, measurement uh, uh, kpis right you can you can you can definitely measure somebody whether they're good whether they're a good coder or not and, and you can mm-hmm. look at projects right but that's the easy part i would say go i mean hiring for a developer is the easy part right yeah. but hiring for somebody who's who's going to take a leadership position in your team mm-hmm. right or who's going to be a head of let's say a, a division like a head of sales or head of marketing or head of something else right who's going to kind of be the be the champion of your vision right a champion mm-hmm. of the company's vision is uh, is a lot more difficult to hire right yeah. so i mean if, if i mean i'm going to change your question right i'm not going to answer for a coder because i think i think a lot of people would figure out how to hire a coder right mm-hmm. because it's it's a it's a very measurable thing right you okay. can mm-hmm. i mean the simple, for example i i mean since you've asked i'll even say this right so what i what we do is like we don't i mean uh, at goflows we don't look at we don't look at resumes right mm-hmm. uh, we don't look at pedigrees in terms of which college they've gone to which what they've passed out with which school they went to i mean none of that i mean how many projects that they worked on before right what mm-hmm. roles that they had i mean none of that actually matters uh, all we do is like we kind of have a a conversation with the customer mm-hmm. with, that, with that individual who's applying for the job understand their aspirations understand what they want to do with their own lives right mm-hmm. what they want to achieve uh, with their own lives what's their inner calling right mm-hmm. uh, and then see if that there hey can go for us be the be that avenue through which they can they can achieve that in the calling right can they can they achieve their aspirations through gofood right because if if gofooders can be the conduit for that mm-hmm. that person is going to be associated with gofooders he's going to put his his or her heart and soul into it because they're also getting something out of it they don't see this mm-hmm. as a job right and and obviously we look at people who look at uh, who want to be part of the startup experience right a lot of people apply and say hey um, they they are applying or they switching jobs just to get a jump in their salaries right obviously that's a strict no for us right if you are yeah. applying for a, a position at go for us because 
you want to get a, a hike in your salary or you want to call yourself uh, with a with a more uh, glorious designation um uh, because they could have been they were they could have been called a programmer analyst before but then here is they're going to be called uh, yeah. possibly head of engineering right so yeah. so uh, that's not that's not why you why you would recruit you right if that's the reason why you're joining right and obviously there are easy ways for, for you to figure out mm-hmm. what's the reason why they are joining why they are applying for why somebody is applying for a job at your startup right mm-hmm. so that that's the easy part right so the more tough part and there's no right or wrong answer to this right the tougher mm-hmm. part is like um uh, uh, is somebody having the uh, aptitude is somebody having equal interest in this company succeeding uh, is that is somebody having is that somebody going to go uh, come what may uh, is going to go the extra mile uh, to kind of uh, ensure that uh, uh, the startup succeeds right mm-hmm. uh, specifically when you are recruiting for somebody uh, slightly more senior and and yeah. and in roles that are not as easily definable like a like a developer right mm-hmm. so for example sales is very difficult for you to kind of measure right i mean somebody could have sold uh, toothpaste before exceedingly well right mm-hmm. but that doesn't that doesn't mean that they're going to come and uh, change the game for your startup right yeah. so uh, or somebody could have done something uh, uh, in a similar industry before really well right mm-hmm. but then uh, with i mean somebody so for example somebody uh, a digital marketer if they had mm-hmm. 3 lakhs a month budget of digital marketing they could have done wonders uh, in yeah. in a larger company right mm. but a startup does not have 3 lakhs of digital marketing funds right yeah. you have probably 3000 rupees of fund uh, a month right mm-hmm. so the same digital marketer could miserably fail when when they don't they're not given the resources to to yeah. operate right mm-hmm. so you need the digital market to be to be a lot more uh, feet on street, i mean to, to be a lot more agile to be a lot more nimble mm-hmm. to be a lot more out of the box thinking uh, a lot mm-hmm. more creative in, in in kind of using the meager resources that you have to deliver maximum value right so yeah. so you kind of have to look at various other aspects of uh uh is is a person and again here all here to mm-hmm. what is their aspiration what is their journey right mm-hmm. what where are what is what is what is an achievement for them what are they what is, what do they want to achieve with their, with their own lives 5 years from now 10 years from now right and can that be done through your startup right um, because if you don't answer that question for them mm-hmm. uh, then they don't they lose that interest uh, okay. i mean mm-hmm. uh, after some time right they'll, they'll the, the 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 shine or the sugar coat on top of the uh, medicine would go away and then they'll only see the bitter mm-hmm. taste uh, at the end of it right yeah. so uh, so kind of looking at whether the journeys can align whether they have the aptitude mm-hmm. whether they have the interest they are also bought into the vision uh, mm-hmm. equally well whether they understand value what what is it to be mm-hmm. um, in this journey right uh, are they um, are the quick thinkers right are the analytical thinkers right mm-hmm. uh, are, are the people who can uh, who are not crumbling under pressure right mm-hmm. uh, can i mean if you put them in a tough situation can they kind of respond back to you and and so on so forth kind of oh, look okay. so basically mm-hmm. uh, you look at lot more softer aspects of the person mm-hmm. than measurable aspects of the person like hey yeah this guy this guy has led a sales team of 100 people before mm-hmm. so he's, he's he was awarded the best sales manager by some all of that doesn't matter when because you're not, you're not going to give them 100 100 member sales yeah. team right mm-hmm. they're going to be the single person they're going to be out on the street and do the do this themselves right yeah. so all of that you kind of have to look at it uh, yeah. to do that and then we also what we also do is like we give uh, anybody and everybody uh, so we we in fact interview mm-hmm. there are multiple levels of interview so first uh, somebody else in the team will speak to the person mm-hmm. uh, then uh, my co-founder would speak to him then i would mm-hmm. speak to him 
uh, him or her sorry i don't want to be uh, gender biased here but uh, sure, so, so right so uh, him or her and mm. um, uh, and as okay i should probably say this so gopros is 70% women by the way so uh, so great, uh, uh, so i mean so we kind of heavily tilted towards women uh, uh, employees right anyway so um, so we, so we go through multiple series of interviews and multiple series of discussions and wherever possible we try to do in person uh, meetings and discussions uh, and con- conversations rather i wouldn't say interviews but more conversations, conversations. and then mm-hmm. we give an assignment to uh, so once we are fairly certain that there is some spark in this person mm-hmm. uh, we kind of give them an assignment right a stretch assignment okay. uh, hey this is what this is what you should do come back to us with a presentation or come back to us with a proposal or come back to us with an idea or come back to us with a design or whatever it is right mm-hmm. in next two days and present it back to us right so uh, that helps us in number one mm-hmm. understanding whether that person understood what gopros is all about right mm-hmm. uh, number two it, it it helps us understand whether they understood their role clearly or not mm-hmm. and number three it helps us understand whether they were able to think on on their feet and, and think creatively mm-hmm. uh think outside the box and come up with something that's going to work for us right with with the with the constraints that we set set aside for them oh. right and yeah. and number four it also if they run away with the, because we gave them a stretch assignment and they run away from that then we know that mm-hmm. they can't take pressures they can't take pressure so if somebody yeah. comes and says hey i had i had tough day at office i couldn't spend 2 hours at this boss i mean you can you, yeah. you can't take 2 hours to for a job for a dream job right you're not going to be able to take 24 hours for for anything else right so yeah. so kind of yeah so those kind of things is what we look for like adding value is great and like um one question i had is a lot of people have varying opinions on this that some people say that you should treat your employees like they are your family uh, personally i sort of don't agree on that because in a family nobody is paid for doing something right and you know uh, a lot of people have varying opinions what's your opinion on this topic right? employees as well. um it's a tough one i would say again i i again this is my personal it's an opinion right so i could be wrong i could be right um uh, see as a startup one you need people uh to act to be uh perpetual machines on their own right so in a startup you can't give people tasks right you need to you yeah. need to set them on missions right hey Soundarya, here is your responsibility, right? I am not going to look at this any after any after. I've entrusted you with this responsibility. Now this is your baby, uh, and you you have to run with this, right? So when you have to, you when when you need we need when you have you need to do something like that, right? You need to have extreme amount of trust built yeah. uh, with people, right? You can't always uh, like you can't be that boss. out yeah. there and say and be on the shoulders breathing down the neck and say hey what happened to this right i oh, told you it was mm-hmm. yesterday and and you have not delivered it today right that's not how you can deal with people in a, in a startup right you mm-hmm. need to have you need to have a huge uh, 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 trust uh, 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 um built built within 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 the team right i'm not mm-hmm. saying founders and and team members but within team members as mm-hmm. well right mm-hmm. so that trust can only be built right that bonding and trust can only be built when there's little bit of i mean this bonding within the team right um uh, all of all of the team members have to realize that they are in the same boat right if even one is 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 caught sleeping uh 
the entire boat is going to sink right hmm. it's not just, yes. just them right the entire boat is going to sink right and even if one one it's like it's like the uh, the onam festival in kerala right where you have a long boat and everybody's uh, kind of uh, on the oars and everybody's rhythmically uh, uh, oaring towards winning the race right so oh, it's it's like yeah. i mean the startup is like that right you everybody has to be in sync and everybody has to know their job mm-hmm. everybody has to know the end i mean end point of the journey and everybody has to has to kind of be on the lookout to help somebody else out right and that can happen only when uh, trust and respect is built right mm-hmm. within team members and and for the founders and all that right so so in some some occasions i might i might just say hey soundarya this is what we're going to do from next month right if soundarya does not trust me enough or does not have a respect enough for me she's going to always doubt my decisions right or she's also she's always going to doubt uh, hey this guy is just smoking weed and just asking me to do something but i don't believe this guy right uh, right so that's, that can't be the case right so so right at the same time right at the same time you have to make a lot of tough, tough decisions uh, in a startup right um, so you have to and you can't you can't say yes to everything you can't i mean your team members can also not say yes to whatever you say right so there has to be a healthy conflict always within the team right yeah, yeah. Uh, and and people should not fear but to come out and say hey this is wrong right or i have a better way to do this right people should not say hey this is what so and so the company said so we just have to blindly do it right mm-hmm. so that's not that's not what you ca- you can expect to do right so you have to so i completely agree with you that you can't be as cozy as family members right uh, at the same time uh uh you can't be like a, a complete Resurgent. opposite of uh, a, a, a command control kind of a model right oh, where you yeah. kind of mm-hmm. right you i i thou shall say and thou shall i mean mm-hmm. i i shall say and thou shall obey right that's not going to work as well right it doesn't work in a startup yeah so you have to have a mm-hmm. you have to have a good balance right uh, uh right in kind of doing doing something right so it's, uh, so so that's that's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a relationship that has to mature on its own right so it kind of has to build build over time so i i, I neither is an answer right being family is yeah. not an answer being like uh, being a, a command control is not an answer so there's something in between that you need to figure out uh, with each other right and the other thing that we do is like um, see everybody within the team has to have respect on anybody else that is I mean, who's doing something mm-hmm. right so i can i if i'm a, a developer in the team i could say hey these guys don't understand me this marketing team does not understand me they don't know how what i'm going through to do something right or the mm-hmm. sales team should not say this marketing team doesn't know what their job and so you can't have frictions with the team and i think in a startup um, it's mm-hmm. always better to kind of expose everybody to do everybody to every kind of aspect of the job right so for example soundira has done sales right i have done sales i have done uh, software development i have done marketing right mm-hmm. i mean i've had my developers to pick up calls from customers or uh, man the chat uh, and and mm-hmm. take customer service requests right and and solve that right? i've made developers to meet our partners or onboard mm-hmm. partners and all that right so uh, in a startup one well, number one you are forced to do that because you have few pe- you have five people and and mm-hmm. within the five people you have to figure out how to how to run the show right mm-hmm. but then by doing this it also each each person in the team also develops a huge amount of respect for the other person because they know mm-hmm. what it takes to do some somebody else's job right uh, they know what is to be in somebody else's shoes right mm-hmm. and that helps a lot because then you 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 kind of know uh, that you're not the only guy who's kind of yeah um uh, burning the midnight oil right? there are other people in the team who are also uh trying to do their best to 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 take uh, take the startup across okay like great like i have another question because like t- 
taking GoFloaters into consideration, like, uh, I'm based in Mumbai and there are a lot of freelancers here, right? So, what, like, there are a lot of cities like that. So, what is the next city to target? Like, where are you, you know, planning to, like, you know, put GoFloaters? Like, what's your plan? Sure. So, the plan, uh, uh, the, uh, the plan is to certainly expand into other cities of India, right? This, so uh, the four cities that we are currently in, which is Chennai, Bangalore, Hyderabad, and Coimbatore. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we've, I mean, we have quite a bit of work to do in these four cities itself, right? Yeah, yeah. And some, and some of our plans have been set back uh, by by the current situation as yeah. well, right? So, mm-hmm. so there's there's so much more to uh, do with, with these four cities, right? And and but beyond this, uh, we're certainly uh, looking at um, Mumbai, Pune. Uh, NCR, uh, mm-hmm. Kochi, Calcutta, and and these kind of cities, right? So, uh, a mix of both tier two and tier one cities, where uh, either uh, uh, freelancers uh, freelancing is actually picking up, or remote working is picking up, mm-hmm. or uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, talent out there that's looking at setting up startups or their kind of mm-hmm. uh, startup ecosystem is booming, or SMBs is, SMB uh, SMBs are booming in those cities. We're looking at, and in general where real estate is becoming exorbitantly expensive oh, travel nice. travel acro- across the city is becoming a challenge right Tra- i mean mm-hmm. uh, a lot of these factors right so we kind of looking at every city that kind of matches this kind of criteria uh, is, is something which will be in our target uh, in the future but again certainly mumbai certainly pune certainly ncr certainly calcutta mm-hmm. certainly kochi in what order i don't know but but very soon you'll see these cities also right coming for that so like i have one other question so i'm a student right so there are a lot of like like a lot of people who are like you know sort of hating on their education system and saying that it's crap and stuff and uh, i really wanted to ask you did indian education help you in any way of your startup um okay so so i'm um yes in many ways uh, no in many ways as well right so i i i graduated to be a civil engineer right mm-hmm. but i am doing some nothing related to civil engineering as as i speak today right mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it did help me build analytical capabilities it did help me build logical thinking right mm-hmm. it did help me build a solution oriented approach right i mm-hmm. mean you got to solve a problem right and being an engineer uh, 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 you you kind of solve problems, right? That's that's, mm-hmm. that's basically what engineers do. So so you you kind of do a lot of things uh, there. Right? See, I mean, my here is my belief or my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, every stage of life, uh, if you if you kind of do this well, it, it gives you one key that it helps you open the next door, right? Mm-hmm. And once you open the next door, that key becomes obsolete, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then then you search for the next key, right? So, so my my schooling gave me a key to join college, right? Uh, a good college, right? And 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 mm-hmm. I had a good rank. I got a good college. I studied well, and that gave me a key to join mm-hmm. the corporate world, right? And and gain some experience from there, right? And and that gave me a key to do something else with my life, right? So so you can't kind of go back and say, hey, I did something. I studied something eight years back. It's not helping me now, right? It, it most likely will not, right? But uh, but mm-hmm. uh, lot of cases uh, you kind of learn something that you apply mm-hmm. there's an applied knowledge and there's a there's a learned knowledge right yeah. most mm-hmm. of the times you don't apply the knowledge that you learn that is specific mm-hmm. to that particular domain but then there's a lot of applied uh, knowledge that you apply uh, i mean you're able to apply in many many places right so that's that's my belief right so i i don't look back and say 
what was that worth right what why did i study so hard to get into that college right mm-hmm. that's so i needed to understand that right but again like i said at the same time uh, if you ask me today uh, formal education there are so many other ways to learn right mm-hmm. uh, today right when there's udemy there is uh, a script there is like so many ways in which you could learn mm-hmm. and, and uh, i mean i used to uh, we used to stand in the line for one book in the library right and yeah. we used to rotate mm-hmm. and say hey this week we'll have this book and next week i'll i you return it i'll be behind you i'll take that book again mm-hmm. you don't have to wait for, you don't have to do any of that yeah. today right mm-hmm. uh, you just go to uh, audible and then just download the audible book and then start reading right mm-hmm. or order the book right so uh, anyway so the point is like and there's so many online courses uh, from coursera and from uh, udemy upstart mm-hmm. and so many things right so anyway the learning has become a lot more um, non linear yeah. mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to be you don't have to be an engineer to learn uh business related skills right you can be a student and still learn to to kind of business skills right so uh, uh and 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 whatever you you wish to do right so so that way i think things have things have become so much better and you choose you can choose you can be so much more selective in what you want to mm-hmm. learn and, and then and then do it so so yeah i mean thing i think there's a place for everything uh, mm-hmm. but but if you ask me uh, like i said before as well mm-hmm. when somebody is applying for a job in fact i i i don't know anybody's in my team team uh, in my team i don't know anybody's uh, degrees we don't mm-hmm. i don't know anybody's college of graduation mm-hmm. uh, i i it doesn't make sense for me to kind of uh, uh, mm-hmm. i mean measure a candidate on which degree they have and which yeah. college they go to and all that so i don't know i don't frankly i don't know and and so is my co-founder also right he mm-hmm. he also doesn't give a lot of weightage to that right and, uh so so it kind of doesn't matter right and yeah. and in fact we have, we have, we have rec- we have kind of had students we have had fresher of college mm-hmm. uh we've had like a lot of people who come come and join us and who do probably sometimes better than than mm-hmm. than than uh, the people Part with pe- better pedig- mm-hmm. pedigree yeah like there's this quote which is like the useless uh, ones always introduce themselves with the degree the colleges but the useful ones do not need an introduction like this yeah. kind of works yeah. in a lot of cases yeah. i i would probably add to that quote right a mm. lot of there's a lot of lot of uh, polished diamonds out there right mm. uh, so i mean sometimes uh, i mean the, the point that he said about the useful ones don't need an introduction right mm-hmm. sometimes you as a founder of a company will have to invest enough on somebody you have you get a you get a feeling that hey this guy can do something amazing right uh, you have to just polish the edges off and and he or she would become a sparkling uh, 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 member of your team right yeah. so sometimes you have to you have to help the talent emerge from that dust right sometimes you also have to do that it's not just that you find somebody like brilliant uh, on yeah. the first interaction and then you hire them sometimes you you get a you some some kind of gut feel tells you that hey this this something in this person uh, yeah. and you just have to figure it out over a period of time yeah like the way you speak i i, I really think you're like a like a spiritual person and uh, i'm sort of deviating from the topic do you believe in destiny um i believing i believe in making my own destiny yeah that, that's great because like i believe this destiny is the easiest way of saying that uh, this didn't work out like it was written like that that's sort of like my opinion anyway so we're like sort of near the end of the podcast last hour like i want you to give some tips to emerging entrepreneurs and like students who are trying to do freelance and stuff and then sure. we'll 
end this podcast. Sure. Um, so the first, I mean, I, I'll probably split between entrepreneurs and freelancers, right? So, so for entrepreneurs, um, it's easy to don't. Uh, it's easy to get carried away by the fact that you're you're now an entrepreneur and you you're building a, you have a business and you have a title and, and things like that, right? So that's that's you can you celebrate it for one day, right? And and then the next day you have to be doing your job right or doing doing what it makes to build the company right so it's uh, that's number one right so i see a lot of people kind of just jump into this just for the sake of calling themselves the founder of some company and put on linkedin and, and brag about right that's that's yeah. that's number one right so number two mm-hmm. the glamour of it right uh the number two and and a lot of people underestimate the 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 troubling times and the hard journey that you have to go through uh as an entrepreneur right so mm-hmm. the 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 glamour of it kind of overshadows that and then and then they kind of realize that after a few months and then then they, they kind of feel sorry for that right so it's kind of mm-hmm. better to kind of know this before you get into that right so that's number one and, and hopefully this podcast is helping some of them who are listening mm-hmm. to this to kind of sure. yeah, uh, know, know that right so mm-hmm. that's that's number one right number two i also see and this is something that uh uh i may i in spite of having 18 years of experience i made this mistake in my first startup right and i don't want anybody else to make this mistake and and which is why i am proudly proudly saying that my first startup was a failure right and i learned enough from it to not make the same mistakes with my second startup right mm-hmm. so so uh, it's easy to get fixated on on the idea it's very easy to get fixated on i mean you have a brilliant idea that comes and pops into your head and and then you kind of get so much sold over it right that everything else seems to be non existent right mm-hmm. and uh, you kind of you kind of go full steam ahead and trying to build that idea into something that uh, that's like has has hands and legs and things mm-hmm. like that right that's absolutely the wrong way to do it right so uh, uh, and uh, uh, the other other wrong thing about this is like you kind of once you get the idea you go deep into a burrow and then start building that product or start building mm-hmm. that software or start building that service right and 6 months later you come out and say hey i've got this idea i've got this product right mm-hmm. and then you want the world to kind of embrace you and then hug you and buy your product and pay you and all that that again doesn't oh. happen right mm-hmm. so so uh, uh, i think uh, uh, as an entrepreneur you kind of uh, this is a little bit of an oxymoron i would say right mm-hmm. but uh, you don't as an entrepreneur you don't you don't your journey has to be leading you to the uh, the quickest point of failure right you should you should be optimizing your fa- your journey to fail as quickly as possible rather than to succeed right mm-hmm. uh, because success can take a hell lot of time right uh, i mean we still read about a lot of startups i mean unicorns are still not profitable right they're still burning money like like hell right i mean is that success i mean it's it's for everybody to kind of decide right but all i'm saying is that success can take a long long a lot more longer than you think right mm-hmm. but you should optimize it for failure right you should look at you should look at various ways in which your idea can fail right mm-hmm. so that you can quickly learn from that and pivot and then do something that can that can potentially succeed right so i so i would say like if you have a if you if you get an idea on day 1 on day 2 you should be validating that idea going to the market telling them hey this is an idea that i have here is a prototype that i have built or here is an mvp that i have built mm-hmm. uh does this solve your problem right uh, uh and and do that right so do it very iteratively don't try to i i've had enough i've i've actually met with a lot of people who who are building products for 8 months 9 months 
and then but then they have not spoken to a single customer right ever right mm-hmm. and hey once this is built everybody will come come falling uh, and buying my software or buying my product right? that doesn't happen right yeah. so that's mm-hmm. the second uh, part of entrepreneurship right the third part of entrepreneurship which is or third tip uh, which is more contextual to the current situation that we are in mm-hmm. uh, uh, right um, funding is going to be even more difficult uh, 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 now and mm-hmm. in the future right and at yeah, least yeah. Uh, for the for a near future right and for the next year at least mm-hmm. fundraising is not going to be that easy right mm-hmm. so so it's better to kind of do things smartly it's better to not flamboyantly spend on things that don't matter right mm-hmm. uh, that are not go- not going to add value to your startup uh, spend very i mean spend the money that you have very wisely very smartly uh, spend on things that are going to give you immediate to short term mm-hmm. uh, benefits rather than building doing things that are going to that are going to matter only like 3 years down the line right uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't doesn't make sense so kind of use your resources uh, wisely and sparingly um, uh, i wouldn't say sparingly but smartly right I mean, mm-hmm. if you have to spend on something, spend on it, right? But but then that should give you value right away, right? Don't don't spend on things that that are just boosting the vanity metric of mm-hmm. your startup or boosting the uh, image of your startup, but then you're not delivering any value, right? So, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I think those are three things, uh, three quick things that I would want to say to uh, any 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 uh, aspiring entrepreneur, right? Or or somebody who's into the entrepreneurship, but but uh, who's just entered it a few months back, right? Um, now coming to freelancers i think uh, uh, there's there's going to be a huge uh, i mean i mean again coflow uses like freelancers heavily right so i think freelancing and gig economy gig economy is not going anywhere right so you uh, this is this is uh, the right moment in in the history of time uh, to actually be a freelancer to kind of uh, be your own uh, i mean have all levels of freedom right mm-hmm. have the freedom of what you work on who you work work for and what you work uh, right so all of the freedom you could have so it's a great time to be a freelancer mm-hmm. right yeah. but uh, it's it's uh, a free, i mean being a freelancer is also being like an entrepreneur right because you are to sell yourself you are to sell your skill right mm-hmm. you can't you can't just create a profile page on behance and then say hey i'm a freelancer and and you have to come and talk to me and and, and engage me right you have to mm-hmm. sell yourself you have to kind of do few things that an entrepreneur also does right mm-hmm. so uh, and uh, uh you have to be again like an entrepreneur you have to be nimble in the sense that today you might be a, a developer and you might know python right but then mm-hmm. uh, and python might be the hottest thing on the on, in the on the planet right now for data science but then just in 6 months it may not be the hottest thing on the planet right mm-hmm. um so things are going to be dynamic and things are going to change so you have to constantly uh, nobody is going to come and tell you that you have to, you have to reskill yourself in doing things right you as a freelancer you are again you have to have control on or you have to have a clear uh, plan laid out on how you're going to upskill yourself and being making yourself re- relevant right to others at any point in time right and and uh, so that's 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 going to be super important for a freelancer to do right and mm-hmm. um, and i think yeah i think that's that's pretty much it uh, some some thoughts that i want to share this was a great time speaking with you So we'll be coming up with new podcast soon and if you like this podcast hit that like button and share this with your friends and don't forget to install